an omen of death and the story behind it. My dear, you have the grim. Welcome to Plot Twist. Hey, I'm Janelle, and I'm work homeless after the great Christmas flood of 2022. Hello, it's Morgan. I've been donning two hubcaps since 2018. Today, if you haven't guessed it, we're talking about... The Grim! What's the Grim, Harry? (laughs) You just made that part up. (laughs) That was not a line in the movie, but it should have been... The raspiness of my voice was on point. It, it really was. <clears throat> and I'm going to apologize. I am almost done with a Ricola <laughs> in my mouth. And you might hear some. Ew. So I'm trying to finish it really quickly. This is the third episode in a row. Morgan's been sick. I also found my Kleenex box from last time behind this drum. And after we introduce you to the Grim, you'll be meeting some other creatures from Death Lore in the Plot Twist Dating Game Show. Let's get into it. Today we are going to be talking about folklore associated with death. Of course, because what else would we be talking about? One of the most interesting tales comes from English folklore. These tales speak of a churchyard guardian or a church Grim. The guardian is almost always said to be the first person buried in any cemetery. This person's soul is charged with the responsibility of looking after all who are buried after them. This guardian was watchful, keeping the rest of those buried on the land safe from evil, making sure their bodies were not used by the devil or his demons. I would feel a lot better knowing the Grim was there. As long as I don't have to be the Grim, that's the problem. Ooh. Because if you're the first person buried at a new graveyard, like, that's on you, honey. Oh, no thanks. I would be possessed as the Grim. I'd be fucked from day one. So during the medieval period, priests felt bad about condemning a human soul to guard the cemetery for eternity. Basically, like we're saying, that's a big responsibility. Not for me, honey. (laughs) No thanks. So these priests, they decided to bury a dog or sometimes another animal like... Maybe a raven, horses, pigs, um, lambs, rams, whatever. All sorts of creatures, anything that wasn't a human. They might be buried at the north side of the cemetery beneath the altar of the church or under the church's cornerstone. The role of this animal was to scare away any evil beings that entered the graveyard and also to ring the church bells when someone is about to die. (laughs) Sorry, I was like, boom, that was great. I was just gonna. Th- I was just Go gonna say. <laughs> I got excited. I think that when I hear ringing church bells, I think that that's peaceful. Oh yeah, me too. I don't think someone's about to die, but now now you might think twice about hearing some ding-a-ling-a-lingers. These dogs or church grims have been a huge part of British folklore. Many sightings have been made over the years, and references made even in modern movies and in books. So recently, my husband and I, we binged all eight Harry Potter movies over the holidays, and I couldn't help but notice the Prisoner of Azkaban during 
Professor Trilwani, I think that's how you say her name, during that crazy teacher's class, they're practicing reading tea leaves, and Harry Potter's tea leaves revealed a black dog. <gasps> the Grim! <laughs> I, okay, this is just a little alleyway we're going to go down, but... I always was so frustrated by that part because I was like, in what world? Like, how do you get those tea leaves to stay behind? Because they just all like. Did you ever try to do it as a kid? Of course I tried to do it as a kid. I wanted to read my own fortune like Harry Potter. But every time I'd like pour the tea leaves out, it just all left. It was like four. So I think what you have to do is we obviously have to use the loose leaf. Right. Which I thought I could do it without that because I didn't know what loose leaf was as a kid. We just had the little tea packet. You thought something was like just going to magically appear? I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I did. That is what I thought because I was believing in magic. But I think if you if you have the tea leaves and there's like a lot, like if you purposely make sure there's still a lot in your drink and you drink your drink, there is a little residue at the bottom. Maybe I like gulped it too fast. Before the Victorian period, animals were regularly used as protective guardians, not just of graveyards, but also of homes. It used to be common custom to hide artifacts in the structure of buildings to be used like a magical shield or something. Some of these items may be charms, shoes, and witch bottles. These items were used to draw in and suck up any evil intentions against the home's occupants. The bodies of mummified cats horses heads, dog skulls, and the like, the ilk, etc., were often placed in the fabric of the building to achieve the same effect, and so these animal spirits would protect the inhabitants of the home over their lifetimes. And this, in many ways, mirrors how animals were used in cemeteries as guardians. So instead of guarding the cemeteries, they guarded the homes. But how fucking weird is it to think about having the head of a horse just yeah as part of your house rotting away um in one of the articles that i read it it did say that it's not super uncommon to find maybe not necessarily a horse head but like some bones or things hidden within the structure of a home in england that was built so long ago so I'm like, it's pretty common to like find those things if you're doing any kind of renovation on your home. I'm like, that would be so cool. I think I would be grossed out. I think, I mean, if I knew maybe to expect it, but the body of a mummified cat would just send me. Didn't we listen to a podcast where they were searching for something in somebody's basement? They thought there was a body hidden there, but it ended up being a cat that died. Do you remember this? Oh, was that? Up and Vanished? Yes. Oh, I'm sure everybody in the world that's listening to this has listened to Up and Vanished. But if I was finding this stuff, I would immediately think this is, except maybe the horse head. But if I saw some bones, I would be thinking this is human. Just like in the Tara Grinstead case where they found the bones and it was like this huge deal until they realized it wasn't human. Yeah, I would think the same thing. I would be like, we're not living here until we figure this out. I got to go. No. Hotel. Something. My, my brain always immediately goes to murder. In any situation. Any. You lost your phone. It's murder. Someone murdered my phone. 
you misplace a sock. Someone murdered my sock. <laughs> you trip down the stairs. Someone's trying to murder me. You trip up the stairs. I'm trying to murder myself. Oh my gosh. Point well taken. <laughs> so the church grim is also referred to as the black dog. These black dogs typically appear as a big shaggy dog with eyes of flame. They patrol not only the graveyard, but also crossroads, spooky lanes near the churchyard, dark woods, sites of executions, and near any sort of boundary. They keep a lookout for anyone who might harm the dead and maybe even appear to people who will die soon. But that would maybe, that would maybe explain why Voodoo barks anytime anyone walks anywhere near the house. He's guarding us from evil. He barks all the time when I walk in. What exactly? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm kidding. Uh, I wonder if this black dog thing, we even have like, okay, it's not a dog, but if a black cat crosses your path, it's seven years of bad luck. Oh, yeah. I wonder if they have like the same origin. Or something similar. I mean, if the Grim can be anything, any animal that's buried in the graveyard... It could be a cat. It could be a cat. It could serve the same function. I don't know. Black dogs appear not only in British folklore, but also folklore of multiple other cultures like Greek mythology. But in Greek mythology, instead of guarding graveyards, these black dogs or hellhounds guard the underworld. One famous example is Hades' three-headed guard dog, Cerberus. 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 Hellhounds gobble up evil souls or those who try to cross into the underworld without permission of Hades. In some stories, they even hunt down lost souls to deliver them to the underworld. Sightings, people! There have been sightings! Ah! (laughs) Should I say that again? No, I like the voice, actually. In Cheshire, England... (laughs) No, not that voice, no. (laughs) In Cheshire, England, there are two stories of black dogs recorded in folklore. One is a recent early 20th century tale from Godly Green, where the spectral hound was reported as being as big as a cow with huge yellow piercing eyes and a foaming mouth. Are we sure that this just wasn't Clifford the Big Red Dog? It's a black dog. Clifford maybe got covered in coal dust. He was hanging out with chimney sweep. (laughs) When in England. When in England. It could be Clifford. I don't know. The other sighting was one where the dog followed a man while he was traveling. The dog scared the man with this horrid sound he made. Luckily, the man, he lived to tell the tale. It wasn't going to get him on that particular day. But there were two sightings there. And there's actually a man, Nick Stone. He's a researcher and has been mapping similar stories and sightings of this creature all over England and into other countries around Europe. So far, he has collected between 400 and 500 accounts. Most of them. um, So I looked at the map. Most of these are in England. But there are... They are spread out into a lot of other countries in Europe, but it's like one or two. Most of them are just... Aren't there like other variations of 
scrims that he used that he looks into on the map like i think he said one about werewolves or like non-transform non-moon related transforming wolves or something like that yeah so he did look into things that kind of mirror this black dog grim so anything that has probably formed from that original folklore so dogs or black dogs or anything dog adjacent yes we can put um a link in our link tree and in the show notes because it's kind of fun to look at i can't believe that this is what this man is researching he's getting paid for this he is getting paid for this i should have i should have done i don't know how you do this but i i should have done this and i should have found somebody to pay me to do this we can find something similar. We can, um, <laughs> what we could do a, uh, a map of places that people have shit themselves in public. We'll just like, <laughs> oh, like everywhere. Right. We'll just get, do interviews and just mark them. <laughs> Where's the extra pack of tidy whities when you need them? You always have them. <laughs> I do. See, that's why, that's why Morgan was right. You always carry an extra pair of underwear. Even though you've never, ever needed them. (laughs) But you could. Or someone you love might need them. I'm pointing at myself. Forget about our shits. We're talking about dogs. In most accounts, these mystical black dogs are a sign of death. A sign of the end. A sign of mortality. Or maybe a no outlet sign yeah so what do you think is the grim real or a figment of our creative brains at work you decide janelle you decide oh, i decide okay <laughs> i thought this was all hypothetical i think i'm always skeptical but when it comes to people's first-hand accounts i have had instances where people have not believed the things i saw and it makes me mad. So I don't know what other people saw. Like the time that I swear that I saw my my um, grade school teacher who was a nun at the cheeseburger in paradise in a red hat lady outfit. I 100% saw that. Nobody believes that I saw it except for my <laughs> sister and my cousin. We were all there. We all saw her. No one believes us. So I try to... Give people the benefit of the doubt because it sounds crazy, but they saw what they saw. So, and I have a spooky black dog myself, so I can definitely see him being maybe a little bit mythical. I don't know. Voodoo is an omen of death. Voodoo is definitely an omen of death. I mean, voodoo. The For, name voodoo. The name's voodoo. He's got, what did you call him? Icicle eyes. Icicle eyes. They're very creepy when you're in the dark. Also, he's a terror. He's a bad boy. He's an omen of something. An omen of death. So we're going to wrap up this episode today. Wait, 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 wait. You didn't share your your thoughts on the grim. My thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. I think it's probably a wolf. I feel like they're seeing like a large dog-like animal and it's not actually the grim well that was a letdown uh, but i do believe in bigfoot so i'll just leave it there i don't believe in the grim but i do believe in bigfoot don't come at me 
All right. Welcome to Death Folklore Dating Show. Everybody, welcome our first contestant and last contestant, Morgan. Hi. Morgan, are you ready to win a prize of happiness that you got the answer right? Yes. Actually, this is a totally opinion-based show, so I don't really know. I'm ready to win anyway. Okay, yeah. All right, for round one. All these creatures, I'm either using mythology or other death lore uh, adjacent creatures. So you got to fuck one, marry one, kill one, go. I'm going to give you a little description of each person and a photo. Mm, So you you can decide which one you will boink, which one you will marry, and which one you will kill. You have to choose. Did you just said... A boink? Didn't we? I didn't say. I was like, I thought that might be a little bit of a nicer word, but. All right. We are going to start with an old classic. Everybody knows what it looks like. The Grim Reaper. A cloaked skeletal figure that uses a scythe to reap the souls of the dead. This idea came about in the 14th century Europe during the Black Death. And I chose a particularly sensual picture of the Grim Reaper just to kind of tantalize your taste buds a little bit. She's very voluptuous. She is very voluptuous for someone who's made of bone. Yeah, you're right. All right. The next one up is going to be the Shinigami. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay, the Shinigami. I'm gonna have <laughs> nightmares. What is that? So the Shinigami are creatures from Japan that keep track of when everyone on Earth is supposed to die, and they escort them to the afterlife at that time. They don't control whether or not people die, but they watch each person's candles, and when the candle is extinguished and burnt all the way down, that's their time of death. Traditionally, they're depicted with long white hair and a black kimono, but depictions of their appearances have varied a lot since they first appeared in the 18th to 19th century. They're actually, I found, used a a lot in anime. I don't, I haven't gotten into anime other than like Hello Kitty and Akatsuko, but (laughs) there are a lot of different depictions of them. This was my favorite from the anime Death Note. It's very... Hmm. How would you describe him? I think I'm going to die looking at him. Okay, great. And the last one is Kaizen. Uh, Kaizen is one of the many names of the uh, Mayan god of death. He used like a bunch of different names. I'm not going to attempt to pronounce them all, but each of them has a little bit of a different look to them. But Kaizen in particular means stinking one or flatulent one. He uh, was shoot. <laughs> he was always depicted as a skeleton, but each of his guises looked a little bit different. One might have black pustules, uh, it might be smoking a cigarette, have an owl's head, or have rotted bloating flesh. Or my personal favorite, 
Uh, they might have eyes hanging from their sockets by the optic nerve, just dangling around. I thought I knew what I was going to do here, and I, I don't know now. He kind of throws a, a curveball, doesn't he? Unlike some of these creatures I'm going to show you, he is a evil creature with bad vibes. The Mayans were afraid of him, and when somebody died, they would mourn loudly all night to keep him away. Because he would, he would launch them. So let's let's recap. We have Kaizen, the flatulent one. We have the Shinigami. Hold on, I'm gonna real quick scroll back. Oh, we have the Grim Reaper, classic, and then we have the Shinigami, who is scary. Okay, but um, also not necessarily mean. I have my answer. All right, uh, we're going to boink. The Shinigami. No, you are not. Yes, I am. You have to look into those yellowed eyes. I'll put um, a blanket over their face. Okay, go on. Uh, and then I will marry the Grim Reaper. She's voluptuous. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I'm going to kill that stinky flashlit man. <laughs> Do you think he'll let out like a big fart when you kill him? I hope not. But probably Right. Well, you're gonna that kill. That is just too much. I like absolutely no. All right. So you're gonna kill this big, scary, disgusting man. You're gonna fuck this creature. I wish you could see. Like everybody, you need to. If you don't watch anime, which I feel like everyone but me does, you need to look up the Shinigami from Death Note because it was just you just can't get the the image unless you look it up so look it up we're gonna get the ski mask um we're gonna bring that into the bedroom Ooh, yeah 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 and then here's your wife miss voluptuous grim reaper Ooh, look at her damn girl yeah all right well you did great for round one let's move into round two we're gonna do you need to swipe left or right on each of these creatures and okay, 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 I haven't been on a dating lap in a while. Which, which way is what? Right is yes, left is no, left is yes, right is no. I was just going to ask you this because I can't. You remember. don't know either. We're old married women. I Hold feel on. Like- swipe right, meaning I'm googling this. Okay, swipe right. Okay, swipe right is good. You like them. You want to take them on a date. Swipe swipe left is that you're not into them. You don't want to meet them. Okay, they're not cute. Cool, cool. All right. <clears throat> Our first bachelor of the evening is... What is that? That is Charon. He... <clears throat> in yeah, ancient, come over and take a closer look. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you got to study him. You got to study him. In ancient Greek mythology, Charon was the ferryman for the souls of the dead. He transported them across the river Styx and into the underworld. In ancient texts, he charged one obble, which is some type of coin to ferry souls across the river. So the coin was usually placed inside the deceased's mouth. They've also been found on various parts of the body in dead Greek people, including the mouth and eyes. If they weren't buried with an apple, they risked wandering on the riverbanks for hundreds or thousands of years. Sharon, okay. Charon. It's like Karen, but like sexier. Like Charon. Charon. So give me a description of of Charon, what you're seeing here. He is scantily clad. Oh, yeah. Got some kind of knapsack over his 
dangle wangles. <laughs> okay. And his face kind of looks like Jesus, but screaming. And it's kind of old. But he is really... Morgan, remember how much you like leg muscles? Look at those leg muscles. Uh-huh. Look at the way he is handling that fairy on mm. those choppy seas. I do get seasick, though. But he would keep you safe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, do I have to make a decision now? Yes. It's just like Tinder. Left. Left. Oh, that's a no on Charon. Charon. All right. The next eligible bachelorette is La Katrina. <laughs> okay. In Mexico, La Katrina is a lighthearted and joyful image of death. She's a skeleton wearing a feathered sombrero, an elegant fitted dress who became popular in the late 19th and early 20th centuries during a cholera pandemic. She was originally created as a symbol of class disparities in the obsession with European high society at the time, but she is now widely used during the festival of Dia de los Muertos. Morgan. Right. Right. Okay. Yes. This was my number one pick. She looks fun. She's fun. She's flirty, beautiful, colorful. I like that you didn't have to think about that one. I knew right away. Hmm. Next up is <laughs> the Banshee. The Banshee is an Irish fairy spirit that appears as a long-haired woman, typically dressed in muted colors, who lived in fa- fairy mounds or tumuli, which were large mounds of earth covering burial sites. Most sightings describe them as very short but they can appear as young or old women of varying appearances. Since the Middle Ages, it's been said that if you hear the wail of a banshee, someone you love will soon die. Now look at our beautiful banshee. Right. Right? Okay. What's you know, your rationale? I like, I like muted colors. Mm-hmm. I love fairies. Mm-hmm. I, I love Irish people. Uh, she's not the most... She's not a looker. No. But I feel like she has good conversation. Oh, totally. And you know what? You both like to hang out in graveyards. So perfect. You have stuff in common. And our last bachelor of the night, Anubis. Anubis is the ancient Egyptian god of embalming and one of the gods of death. He had a face of a black jackal or dog and the body of a man, which was often painted black. The jackal was likely associated with him because they tended to roam burial grounds. The embalming process was attributed to Anubis, and he was the only one who could make the first incision during the process. A priest would be assigned to this role on his behalf. It was also his job to wake the mummified individual and escort them into the afterlife. And I think we have a quite flattering picture of Anubis here. He's got no shirt. He's got a nice little... He also has no nipples. He also has no nipples. And that a flat is, ass. He does have a flat ass, but not flat feet. He's got cute little arches. He's got that nice headdress on. He's holding an onk and a. S- He's holding a what? An onk. Yeah. <laughs> I just. It sounds like you know from um. Emperor's New Groove, Kronk. <laughs> He's holding a Kronk. He's holding a Kronk. Now, I would sli- swipe right on Kronk, let's be honest. Um, I'm, yeah. What would you do? Do you know what would you do? Do, 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 I'm not going to tell you. I'm the game show host. You have to make this decision. And remember, it's only well, one date. Oh, okay, then I'll, sw- I'll swipe right for da, one date. Na, na, na. 
All right. Thank you for playing. I'm glad you got to meet all of these. Where's um, my prize of happiness? It's right here with the Grim Reaper that you're going to live with for the rest of your life. I think we should end this episode by trying to see if the tea leaf uh, trick or whatever works. <laughs> All right. It's time for the great tea leaf reading. Uh, so I made green tea <laughs> per loose leaf tea per directions. And I no, did. No. Well, no, I didn't directions. make it. No, I didn't make it per directions. I made it, but I didn't. I just steeped it and I didn't filter it as I normally would. But I thought, you know, once we drink, all the tea will be at the bottom. There was like they all of the tea leaves expanded and there was just tea leaf, no tea. Um, It looked like the swamp. Yeah. Yeah. So then we didn't know what to do. So I put it through a strainer. But then I only had like a few little tiny specs left so i didn't really know what to do with that so then morgan you shared some of your leaves with me and then i started spooning some of my leaves out but i mean okay so we did green tea um sencha green tea these are some big ass leaves it was a pain in the ass to drink i don't very bitter i would not recommend no and there's just big chunks in there i i don't think that this is how this is supposed to be done but of course we didn't really look up any sort of direction. It was like chewing on hard kale. It was. It was so bitter. There were like little little pieces of branches in there. There's literally branches in mine. <laughs> I decided it would be best to try and drink the whole thing down to the last drop. Morgan ladled hers out with a soup ladle. Um, hers looks way better. So, yeah. So much for me for trying to be a purist. <laughs> So, um, <clears throat> we will have to look this up, but mine looks like a man sitting on some grass. He has a man bun and it looks like he might be reading a book or sitting with his hands atop his knees. And then there's some kind of bird or angel in the sky above him. You got all that out of your tea Yeah, mug? take a look. Okay, now, now just look at it and tell me what you see and i'm looking from the this direction okay like this or the other way oh i see okay 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 yeah okay yeah i definitely see a dude with either like a bun in his hair or some kind of helmet and he's just got some kind of long gown on i don't really know about the rest of it okay but there's something this looks like a branch to me it could be a branch. It could be um, a little hellion coming down. It could be like a bat with the devil's face. And then here it looks like, you know, maybe he's sitting in the grass and th that might be his arm on his knee. You know who I think this is? <laughs> Don't you dare. I think that this is... <laughs> Not Mr. Flatulence. I think that it's Kaizen. I think that this is telling you that you picked the wrong man. You should have married him instead of killing him. 
And this, all of this here, it's a cloud of flatulence. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> well, what does yours look like? Mine doesn't look oh, like let me, let me look. anything. The Grim! Oh, no. It looks like... It looks like a ginormous pirate ship. What? Yes. Hold on. Let me let me point. Do we have a pen? Yes. Let me point with the pen. Let me get all teachery on you. So here, we have the bottom of the pirate ship. Mm-hmm. We have one staff and the other staff. And this is the point. That's where that little mermaid lady is with the boobs sticking out. Um, oh, shit. I see <laughs> mm-hmm. it. So that's the pirate ship. And then we have something a little over here. I think the ship is going into hell. Oh, oh, you know whose boat this is? It's Chiron's boat. Oh, that was Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> oh, it could be Captain Jack Sparrow. I think it's... That's what I see. Or, huh. or This is a little bottom heavy over here. It could be. It's got booty. This could be the woods, and that could be a wolf howling at the moon. So it could be the Grim. So it could be the Grim. Hmm. If anyone would like their tea leaves red, I charge seventy four forty nine per service. <laughs> Send me a picture of your tea leaves, and you can PayPal me because I'm an old lady and I don't do Venmo. My sister was watching all this lunacy happen, and apparently, she told us that you could get your tea tea leaves read on Etsy. Like you can purchase tea leaf readings, which I thought was weird. I'm like, did they just send you a little slip of paper like? The Grim. I don't know, but they're making out. Yep. My, my service is seventy four forty nine, way less than what they're charging. Now you're not going to just send people a, sh- a strip of paper, are you? No, they're going to have to send me a picture of their tea leaves. Perfect. I'll email them their results. Okay. So there's all, apparently all sorts of fortunes you can get. You can get acorns or palm trees like literally what oh hey morgan birds birds are good luck um oh okay if they're flying the good news is come is from the direction it comes what the fuck does that mean mine was coming from the east uh so you're gonna get good news from the east so I'm going to ride in on a horse and a chariot bringing good news. I don't want. Huh. I hear something from the east upstairs. Upstairs. It's coming. What is it? It's the Grim. Don't let it fool you. It's voodoo. Same thing. All right. We're going to wrap up this episode. We are done. So you are free to leave the class. <laughs> you don't need to ask permission. You can just go. But wait, there's more. Just kidding. There's not. I'm just. I'm gonna say that this was our fun, fun episode on um, death and folklore. There's a lot more episodes we could do on different folklore that is associated with death, demise, omens, the underworld, whatever have you. If you're interested, let us know, and we can go ahead and put some more episodes together. Let us know. We all know you want to hear more about Mr. Flatulence, Mr. Kaizen. Please, please, somebody tell me you want to learn more about Mr. Flatulence, man. Cool. Peace out.
we're telling you about the, the, the oh, oh. <laughs> I was trying to make a horrid sound. That uh, was pretty horrid. Uh, cut that out, please. Um, no, <laughs> it's too late. You already said it. Uh, he ding dong ding dong ding dong ding dong. Okay, I'm done. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at official underscore plot twist pod. Music is courtesy of Matthew Modena and our resources are in the show notes.